Parshas Bechukosai is most known for the infamous Tochacha, or the Tochecha, the passage of admonition, otherwise known as the Klolos, the curses, which Hashem says will befall the Bnei Israel if chas v'shalom we neglect his Torah, if we fail to walk carefully with his chukim, with his statutes, and instead walk casually and with contempt and disgust for Hashem's Torah and mitzvos, Rachman al-Atzlan, then this is what Hashem says is going to happen to the Bnei Israel. However, im kolzeh, even with all of this, even if chas Hashem we should neglect this Torah, and even if Hashem should unleash the terrible tochacha against us, Hashem nonetheless promises that He will not completely forget and wipe out the Bnei Israel. But on the contrary, in Vayikra Chavav, Pasuk Membez, Hashem promises as follows, V'zacharti esprisi Yaakov, V'af esprisi Yitzchak, V'af esprisi Avraham Ezkar, V'ha'aretz Ezkar. Hashem says, and I will remember my bris of Yaakov, and even my bris of Yitzchak, and even my bris of Avraham I will remember, and the land I will remember. In this packed, packed Pusik, we have to realize that Hashem is telling us so much more than we might notice at first glance. So many questions to be asked about this simple but really profound Pasuk. For example, why does the Torah uncharacteristically list the Avos in reverse order, starting from Yaakov, then going to Yitzchak, then going to Avraham, as opposed to the order we're most familiar with, the chronological age order of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? And why does the Torah list it as separate covenants, as if there is a covenant, one covenant with Yaakov, one covenant with Yitzchak, and a separate covenant with Avraham? Weren't they really all one covenant, or is there something to be said about the differences between the others? And if you look at the Pasuk itself, you might not realize it otherwise, but the name Yaakov is spelt uncharacteristically with the letter Vav. There's usually no Vav in the name Yaakov. Usually it's just the nakuda of the O sound. We don't have the Vav there. In this Pasuk, we have an additional letter Vav in Yaakov's name. Moreover, the Pasuk says more than once that Hashem is going to remember. It says, V'zacharti esbrisi Yaakov. And then, once again, at the end, it says, V'af esbrisi Avraham ezkar. And I will even remember the bris with Avraham. But how many times in this Pasuk do you need to say that you're going to remember you only need to say it once and should cover all of the rest. Presumably, that's what happened for Yitzchak. I will remember the covenant with Yaakov and even the covenant with Yitzchak. So why does Hashem then need to say, and even the covenant with Avram, I will remember? Why do you need those bookends of Zechira? Why do we not have a separate mention of Zechira? If we're going to mention it once for Yaakov and once for Avram, why not mention it for Yitzchak? There are these questions, and believe it or not, so many more, which we'll hopefully address as we enter another dimension. One not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Josh, and Sod. So journey with me into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Paradis. Welcome to Parsha Paradise or Parsha Paradise, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha Spichukosai. And if you enjoy Shiorim like this and others on the podcast, and you want to partner up with us, by giving a sponsorship, or you just have questions, comments, concerns, or want to make recommendations for Shiram like this and others, then all you have to do is like our anonymous sponsor. Just reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com to make your sponsorship or just to reach out for any reason. And while I'm mentioning that, I'll thank our anonymous sponsor, Lili Nishma Shmuel Menachem and Arleib Leibas Avraham and Yehuda Chizda Yakir Ben Rav Shlomo Ben Shemesh Shehavin Aliyah. And now we return to Parshas Bichukosai. Before we get into our questions that we raised on the pasuk of Hashem's promise, I'll just mention also that last year 
on the database in Real Talk Torah, one of our other series on the podcast, we devoted an entire shear to the very first Pasuk in the Parsha, in Bichukosai Teilechu, and we looked at the Or HaChayim's 42 Pshatim in that Pasuk, all which span the different dimensions of Pardes, Pshat, Remez, Drash, and Sod, and we did it in well under 42 minutes. It was a little bit over a half hour, but we gave a whole shear to the 42 Pshatim of the Or HaChaim. If you don't plan on learning it yourself, you can listen to it on the podcast and hear uh, another rendition of Parsha Pardes from last year just on that one Pasuk with 42 Pshatim. So you can go back to the archives and listen to it. But in the meantime, let's return to our questions that we raised here. We'll start off with the question of the reverse order of the Avos, going from Yaakov, then to Yitzchak, then to Avram. Why does the Pasuk do that? So we start off with Pashib Shah, and we'll give a few different Rishonim who speak up, and even Midrashim. We have, starting from Rashi, Rashi seems to depict Yaakov as the Katan Sheba Avos. He says that we start off with the smallest, or perhaps the youngest is what Rashi might mean, and if that's not enough, if Yaakov's not enough, then we'll go back to Yitzchak. And even if Yitzchak's not enough, if he's not worthy, then we'll add in Avraham. And the composite of all of the Avos in their Zchus, Hashem is going to remember the Bnei Israel. Now, this seems to present a little bit of a problem in light of what we might be familiar with from some of the Svarim HaKadoshim that refer to Avraham as the, sorry, they refer to Yaakov Avinu as the Bechir Tashav Avos. He's the chosen of the Avos. And it would seem to um, depict Yaakov as greater than the others, in some, on some level at least. So um, that might be a little bit more difficult, but that also might be the beginning of a separate explanation or perhaps um, a related explanation as to why we start with Yaakov. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that shortly. But in the meantime, we'll, uh, we'll quote the Bechor Shor and the Balaturim, who both seem to suggest that the Torah really chooses to start, in this case, with the closest and the most recent of the Avos. Who is closest to the Bnei Israel as we know them at that moment, and at any moment really? We're closest to Yaakov. And then, in the more distant past, we have Yitzhak, and then more distant than that, we have Avraham. So we start with he who is closest to us, um, both in relationship and in, you know, on the temporal scale. Um, time-wise, Yaakov is closest to us. So we start off with Yaakov. Then we have a Midrash Agada and the Midrash Lekhaktov, who both suggest a couple of explanations. One which I don't completely understand, um, and if you if you understand it and can explain it to me, so then reach out to me at the database at gmail.com if you think you can explain it. But he says that the reason why we focus on Yaakov as opposed to as opposed to the other Avos, we start off with Yaakov, because apparently Yaakov underwent and engaged in Sa'ar Gidol Banim, literally the pain of child-rearing. Now, I don't know why Yaakov experienced Sa'ar Gidol Banim and um, the other Avos did not, um, but it could be you could suggest, and this is what, I, this is what I'm thinking, um, that maybe when it came to their main children, right, Avraham's main child was Yitzchak, and perhaps Avraham didn't have so much of a, ch- a challenge raising Yitzchak. And Yitzchak's chosen child would be Yaakov, and Yaakov also perhaps was not difficult to raise. But Yaakov, with all of his children, whom they were all chosen, so perhaps the struggle that they faced together, the feud between Yaakov's children, that was the Tzar Gidlbanim that's being referenced in this Midrash. And in Schus of Yaakov's Tzar Gidlbanim, perhaps he has more worth, more, um, more merit. Um, but maybe that's what they mean. 
the same Adrashim also quote another suggestion that may be related to the Bukhar Shor and the Baal Turim that we just mentioned, that Yaakov is the one who was called Yisrael. We are named the Bnei Yisrael after Yaakov. That's why we are Am Yisrael. So we most identify with Yaakov. So we start off, when we want to recall our merits, we start off with the one that's most relevant and related, that would be Yaakov. And then we work backwards. If not him, then how about with Yitzchak and how about with Avram as well? Now the Baal Turim suggests another possibility, which focuses on another couple of words that are in this Pasuk. It says, I will remember the covenant, my covenant with you, with Yaakov, ve'af esprisi Yitzchak, ve'af esprisi Avraham Eskar. Why does it say ve'af and even? Is there reason to think that they, that, that they shouldn't be included? And in fact, the Baal Turim says yes, based on Midrashim, that something that Yaakov had that Avraham and Yitzchak did not have is that Yaakov's mita was shalim. What does that mean? His bed was shalim and that the mitos of Yitzchak and Avraham were not shlemos, they were not complete. What was wrong with their marital lives? So apparently because Avraham bore a Yishmael, who was a Russia, and Yitzchak bore an Esav, who was a Russia, whereas Yaakov Avinu bore children who all grew up to be tzaddikim, so there was something deficient about Avraham and Yitzchak, and because of that, you would think that they wouldn't be included, that their bris would not be recalled. However, Hashem says, V'yafes bris Yitzchak, V'yafes bris Avraham. But for this reason, we can understand maybe why we start off with Yaakov. We start off with the one whose mita was shalim. So that is a bunch of suggestions. Alpip Shah, and maybe a little bit Alpip Rash to explain that. Now we move on to a, a few incredible Ramazim um, in our Pasuk. So the first one offered by Rashi explains the spelling of Yaakov's name that has the additional letter Vav. We're going to give another suggestion very soon. But the first and perhaps most famous suggestion is that Yaakov's name with the additional Vav, we actually find this five different times in scripture, five times in Tanakh where Yaakov's name is spelled with the additional Vav, and there are five times where the name of Eliyahu Hanavi is spelled without the Vav. It's just spelled Eliyah. And explains Rashi, based on the Midrashim, that Yaakov's five-letter Vavs that are added to his name are all taken as if by collateral from Eliyahu Hanavi. And they'll be repaid, they'll be given back to Eliyahu Hanavi when the Bnei Israel is, um, when they're redeemed. When they're redeemed, when Eliyahu comes to announce our redemption, then he's going to get the letter of Vavs back, and they'll be added back to his name. Now, we'll come back to this very soon, but in the meantime, let's go back to the other question that we asked. A remez, which we've mentioned in a previous Parsha Pardis, back in Parsha's Vayera, when we were talking about the Akedah, so the question of why does it say, V'zacharti esprisi Yaakov, I'll remember the bris of Yaakov, and then we have the bookend at the end, Hashem says, I'm going to remember, right, V'yaf esprisi Avraham ezkar, I'm going to remember the bris of Avraham, but we don't find the Lashon of Zechira mentioned directly in connection to Yitzchak. Now, Al-Pipashepshat, once again, we would have said that the V'zacharti esprisi Yaakov would have covered all of the covenants, and that would have covered Yitzchak as well. However, one shot that's offered um, by Rashi, based on the Midrashim as well, is that the reason why we don't find the Lashon of Zechira in connection to Yitzchak is because it's not even necessary. And the reason it's not necessary is that because Yitzchak put himself up, he was Moser Nefesh on the Akedah, he went on the Mizbeach to die before Hashem. It's as if the Afro Shal Yitzchak, the ashes of Yitzchak, are standing before Hashem as a constant reminder. Hashem, Kaviachal, never even forgets the bris with Yitzchak 
because of Yitzchak's mysterious nefesh. Now, however, there's another pshat that's offered by the Balaturim, which looks at Yitzchak in a little bit less of a light, it seems, that we find in connection to Avraham and Yaakov that they are both referred to as a rosh, they're both referred to as a head, and they are both also referred to as an eved. They're both called, in scripture, an eved to Hashem. Interestingly enough, we don't find that Yitzchak is referred to this way. And the Balaturim explains that this is because Yitzchak wanted to grant mastery to Esav over Yaakov that, that, that Yitzchak um, is not given direct mention of a zechira to his bris. Yes, in conjunction with the other ones, maybe it'll be remembered, but we don't have a lushan of zechira specifically in connection to Yitzchak for this reason. Now, beyond that... Not only are the Avos referenced in our Pazik, the Midrash HaGad and the Lekach Tov that are both quoted by the Vilna Gon, who explains that the Avos are mentioned in this Pasuk, but even the Imahos are referenced in this Pasuk. How so? Because we find three times in this Pasuk the word S. Zacharti Esbrisi Yaakov, Vaf Esbrisi Yitzchak, Vaf Esbrisi Avraham Eskar. The word S is always a Lashon that's it's, it's inclusive, it's all inclusive. And says the Vilna Gon, the word S comes to include the wives of the Avos. However, one question that I've had in the past, and I, um, I didn't see the answer anywhere, and I want to know what your thoughts are. So if you have any thoughts about what I'm about to say, maybe similar thoughts or different thoughts, please reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. But the question is, there are four imahos. There are only three words S. So maybe you can say that S, since it's all-inclusive, it refers to all of the wives. So even though so that means that even though Yaakov had two wives who are considered the imahos, so maybe they're both included in the Vizacharti Esprisi Yaakov. You might also say that maybe only one of them was included. Mistama, the one that was buried with Yaakov in the Ma'aris Hamachpela. So maybe Leah is the one that's referenced in our Pasuk, and maybe Rachel is not. If so, why would Rachel's name not be there? Why would she not be referenced in the covenants? And perhaps in light of what we learned from the Midrashim about Yitzchak, perhaps you can make a similar suggestion for Rachel Imenu. Because indeed, Rachel Imenu, in her own really great way, based on other Midrashim, we know that she engaged in Mesiris Neva. She gave herself over when she gave her husband to be over to Leah. She gave over the Simonim to Leah, the passwords to Leah, gave Yaakov over to Leah, so that Leah shouldn't be embarrassed, gave Leah over to Yaakov. And because of that Mesiris Nefesh, and because of what the Pesukim in Yirmiyah tell us, Rachel Mevaka Albaneha, because of her Mesiris Nefesh, and her tears, and her crying, there's also a constant reminder before Hashem. Hashem, Kaviyacha, once again, never forgets the bris in connection to Rachel Imenu. It's always standing before him. So perhaps... Um, that could be suggested here. I didn't see this anywhere, so if, if you have any thoughts on this, why it's right, why it's wrong, why I shouldn't say it because it's too novel of an idea, please reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. Before we move on to basic drash, I will share one more incredible remez from the Chomas Anach. We don't normally quote the Chomas Anach. We might have had him in the past in the Parsha Pardes, but I could not pass by this remez. He explains regarding the name of Yaakov, which is spelled with the additional letter Vav, which it's not normally spelled with, he says that the letter Vav does not come necessarily from Eliyahu Anavi, but the letter Vav that's added to Yaakov's name comes from none other than Esav. So what exactly does this mean? So explains the Chomas Anach, Yaakov's name originally should have been Akev or Akev. His name should be Heel, because after all, the Pasuk says he was holding on to the heel of Esav. Why is it Yaakov? It should be Akev and explains the Choma Sanach, Esav's name really should have been Asui, that he is made. The way Rashi describes, he was Asui. He was not Sevenigmar. He was completely complete. 
So really, his name should have been Asui. Yaakov's name should have been Akev. But explains the Chomasanach, even when they were born, the letter Yud from Asui was taken and given over to Akev. It was given over to Yaakov, so that when they were named already, Yaakov took a letter Yud from Esav, so that he became Yaakov instead of Akev, and instead of Asui, um, the, the older brother was named Esav. And perhaps this is also an allusion to Yaakov taking a little bit of, uh, of, of what Esav had away from him, taking the Bechorah, the birthright. But beyond that, says the Choma Sanach, our Pasuk is telling us that Yaakov will eventually also take the letter Vav away from Esav, rendering him Ace, just Ayin Sin. And Yaakov will be Yaakov with the additional letter Vav. And explains the Choma Sanach, we find that there are five times, once again, where Yaakov has this additional vav. And explains the Chomas Anach that this five times, the letter vav, represents the vav and the hey, hey in Gematrias 5. The vav and the hey of Hashem's name, which are going to be added on to the remaining half of Hashem's name. The yud and the hey, which we know from Parshas B'Shalach at the very end, when it describes Amalek, kiyad al keska, that the hand of Amalek is against the throne of yud Kei, the throne of Hashem, the, the yud and the hey. We know Amalek is the scion of Esav, he's the progeny of Esav, and when Laasid Lavo, the Vav of Esav, is going to be transferred over to Yaakov, and we have that times five, that's going to represent the completion of the name of Hashem, the Yud, the Hey, and the Vav and the Hey, which will take place with the obliteration of Amalek, when Amalek's name is wiped out from beneath the heavens. Now we move over to Drash. If we didn't get enough Drash already. The Bereshis Rabbah, Aleph Tesvav 115, also the Mechilta Drebi Shmal explains why the order of the Avos is reversed from the normal order. So we had a couple of suggestions, Alpi Pshat. However, basic Alpi Pidrash, they explain, these Midrashim explain, that sometimes we'll find the phenomenon where the order is reversed. A famous one is that normally it says Aaron and it says Moshe and then Aaron. And then one time in Parshas Va'era it says Aaron and Moshe. And the Chazal learn out that in a certain sense they were considered to be equal. And despite everything that we've said about the Avos and why Yaakov is most relevant, the point is that the Midrash is telling us that really all of the Avos in their own right can be considered equal, um, that none was necessarily greater than the other. And we learn that from the fact that the order in our Pasuk was changed. And yet, there's a Midrash Agad that seems to imply the other way. That why was Yaakov's name spelt Malay with the letter Vav? We already quoted a few possibilities. But says the Midrash Agada, Yaakov's name was Malay, it was filled with an additional Vav to tell us that Yaakov should have been worthy by himself, which seems to tell us that Yaakov could really stand alone. That Yaakov does not need the help of the other Avos, so maybe there's something to be said about how, yes, the Avos can be considered equal, but really, for the Schos of the Bnei Israel, the bris with Yaakov would have been sufficient. And why would this be? So with this, we move over to Sod. We have the Zohar in Chelek Aleph, Tzadi Tess Amad Aleph 99a, who explains, Amar Rabbi Yaakov, Amar Rabbi Chia, the Nosech Achrina says in the name of Rabbi Akiva, but we have Rabbi Yaakov saying, what about Yaakov Avinu? He says, Yaakov Avinu, who kisei hakavod? He says that Yaakov himself is the kisei hakavod. V'chein tanan de'el Yehoh, and even in the Academy of El Yehoh Anavi they said this, another reference to El Yehoh Anavi, Yaakov Avinu, who kisei b'fnei atzmo, he is a throne within himself, in and of himself, Yaakov is the kisei of Hashem, dechsev, v'zacharti es brisi Yaakov, I will remember my bris 
of Yaakov. Says the Zohar that there's a bris that Hashem forged with Yaakov himself more than with the other avos. Right? That he was himself a kisei kavod, and we know from other midrashim that Yaakov's face is on the kisei kavod. Very interestingly, we said that the 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 vav that's added to Yaakov's name, right, in the name of the Choma Sanach, which is taken from Esav, that that completes the yud k and the vav k kiyad al kais ka. That the that the hand of Amalek is against the throne of Hashem. Who is the throne of Hashem in light of the Zohar? It's clearly Yaakov Avinu. The Yaakov Avinu represents the throne of Hashem, the seat of Hashem, as it were. That the nation of the Bnei Israel come from Yaakov. Yaakov, and we see that really Yaakov could have stood alone, even though we have the schus of all of the Avos on our shoulders, and we stand on the shoulders of all the Avos, but there's a special connection that we all have being the Am Yisrael, the Bnei Yisrael, the people of Yaakov Avinu, whose mita was Shalem, who bore only Tzadikim, there was no Yishma'el, there was no Esav, but there was just Kulam Kedusha, the, the Bnei Yisrael themselves, were to be a part of such an incredible nation with such incredible schus that even with Yaakov alone, even with Bnei Yisrael alone, we should be worthy in Hashem's eyes. We should be Zoha.